Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back, Eyes Up family, to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend and co-host, Jamie Wagner. He's laughing at me because this is take number two. I totally screwed up his name the first time, but Jamie, even though you're laughing, it's good to see you. You as well, man. Um, it's all, We've only been friends for almost 20 years. It's Most, hard to get, get more than names, we, right? So people talk about, I mean, more than we weren't friends, right? Or more than we didn't know each other. We've yeah. been friends longer than that now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that that's a wild deal to think about. Mostly that means we're getting old, I think, right? Nah, that we have, definitely not. We have enough life experience. Um, no, I, I went for a run the other day and took a random weird step. And now my knee is all barking at me and I'm, I text Luke guy who kind of put me on the running challenge and said, um, my knee is, is messed up. It sucks getting old. So, um, that's a mindset that I need to shift because there are, I saw a video of a 101 year old man in a race relatively recently and was like, okay. He didn't win. Let's be real. But he was out there. He was competing. Like it's a mindset. You have an, you have the choice. Um, I can't is a choice. I'm gonna get better. So I'm mine is similar opposite direction though. Is sometimes when we go hiking and I'm hiking up a mountain and I'm like, man, this this is terrible. This sucks. I don't want to take any more steps. And then I see like a four year old walking down <laughs> that has already been to the top of the mountain. My mindset shift has to be like, okay. I can actually do more probably than I think I can. So being the parent of a, that. of a nearly two-year-old, their energy is boundless and endless. So I don't know, like give yourself some grace here, John. It's okay. No, no, definitely. But it's more that I get to that dark place of like, I'm going to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And then it's like, okay, if this tiny little human being can do this thing as a grown adult, I have the strength and the, ability to make it up there if i choose to so i can't as a choice if you haven't listened that's a couple of episodes ago on to this conversation today jamie our guest today was someone who was we were put on by some of our listeners and said hey gotta have this guy on talk to him it's a cool story yeah um he's gonna get into the details of why his life was kind of filled with some tremendous challenge you know and and to be as young as he is and to have had the experiences that he's had and then to be able to shape his perspective and his world in the way that he does is uh, inspiring. His, his life was clearly transformed by an event that he had no control over. And a lot of our lives are. A lot of our lives are shaped by what's going on outside of us. We get to choose how we respond to that thing and his response and his uh, determination grit effort to get to where he is today is just it's really really cool we got better today with brady damhoff and his story you will get better as well here we go we are now joined by a very special guest I, you know what i've been looking forward to this conversation for a while partly because We've had multiple people reach out to us and say, hey, you got to have this guy on. And it's people that I trust, people that I care about. And Brady Damhoff, welcome 
to the Eyes Up Mindset podcast. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, like so, John said, we we've been we've been given the heads up that your story is really powerful and impactful. Before we dive too much into that, what are you up to right now? Tell us a little bit of what your current status is so that we can sh- kind of shed the light on how you've got to here, which is pretty cool. Sure. Um, well, uh, 25-year-old um, single male that has, you know, had a pretty cool journey. I'm currently living in Alexandria, Minnesota. Um, I t- took a position from or promotion from my company to move up here. Didn't know anyone. Just was like, let's go. This is awesome. Great opportunity. Finally got out of the parents' house after college. So I'm like, hey, let's do this journey. Um, and now I'm here um, living alone, you know, meeting people I've never thought I'd meet. Never thought I'd be on this podcast. So things are looking up. So I appreciate it. So before we go any further, if you are not watching on the YouTube channel, Brady is rocking a live eyes up wall hanging. I thought I literally was the only person on earth that had one of those and he pops on the camera and he's got one. That's sweet, man. Yeah. I, Hey, I'm telling you this, this podcast has been life changing and there's no better title than live eyes up. Like if you're not living eyes up, how are you living? Like you always got to look into it. Like, What's the purpose of life if you have your head down, eyes down? Like, get that chin up, look, look ahead, live eyes up. Man, I, I think that's one of, one of many nuggets that's going to come out of this. But before we go any further, I think there's one other logistic thing that we got to clear up. Where did you go to school? I'm a big Johnny's. That's why I didn't wear my St. John's <laughs> shirt or I didn't put the flag up. I actually took the flag down. I knew it was a pretty, okay. you know, pretty big win a couple of weeks ago, six points, but yeah, I got, it's tough. I got a cousin it's tough that, on us. I know. I'm sorry. I got a cousin that starts. So I gotta, I gotta make sure we're, we're winning them all. That's fair. I, you know, normally we wouldn't be as gracious as to bring a Johnny onto our podcast, but uh, we're, we are excited to hear your story and, and, and talk to you today. Full hey, disclosure. Tommy, right. For sure. For for you non-Minnesotans out there, this is uh, way inside baseball. But this is a, a college rivalry, our two schools, big football rivals. And of course, it is better than a Tommy, um, which is also kind of the third in that triumvirate of, of yeah, gross, purple. Um, gross. And full disclosure, one of our best friends is, a, is an alum, is a Johnny. So we can't we can't be too mad at you. Perfect. No, we, we, we tell people all the time. There occasionally are people that come out of St. John's that, you know, make an impact on the world in a, in a positive way. <laughs> well, hopefully I can be one of those. All right, so your story is unique. It is specific. Um, uh, a good friend of ours texted us yesterday and said that her Facebook status 12 years ago was praying for Brady Tell us what happened 12 years ago that that really did shape, change everything about your story and your existence. Yeah. Um, stop me if it gets too long because it's a pretty, pretty detailed story. Um, so 12, year, 12 years ago, you know, just October 3rd, so Sunday. So perfect timing to have me on. Um, 
I was 13 years old, um, duck hunting for the first time and just uh, walking along a dredge ditch and a family friend uh, had slipped in a hole and his gun discharged and hit me in the back about 10 feet. Um, was airlifted from the scene to North Memorial Hospital where I uh, proceeded to be there for 13 days. Within those 13 days, I had seven surgeries, 12-hour um, back-to-back, so October 3rd, 09, 12-hour surgery, and then the next day I had another 12-hour surgery. Um, where my parents pretty much had to sit through, not my like my whole family had to sit through, not knowing if I was going to come out of it. Um, so worst probably 24 hours of their life, um, but 13 surgeries, um, got out of the hospital, you know, um, 14 days later, proceeded to be, you know, kind of bedridden for a while. Um, I didn't have any use of my left arm. So I had to relearn um, to use my left arm. At one point, they actually had to ask my parents if it was okay to amputate from the shoulder down, um, if they weren't able to save it because I had compartment syndrome. Um, you know, that was probably the worst after when they had to replace my artery, my chest compartment syndrome. If someone's not um, familiar with that is pretty much um, the scientific name of a bruise um, where all the blood and pressure or blood and pressure in your body runs to that muscle and heals it where it ran to my whole arm and had to heal all that. So it ended up killing a bunch of nerves. So that's why they're like, if we don't act on this now, he's going to lose his arm. So they were able to save that. So blessed to have both arms, um, but got home, you know, wasn't able to be in my eighth grade year. Um, didn't go to school maybe for the first two months because, you know, obviously it happened in October. Missed my whole eighth grade year. Um, the hardest part to swallow was, you know, as a 13 year old, you don't really think about the future because we're all wrapped up in living our young life. Well, during those 14 days, especially the first couple hours of it after it happening, you know, I, I, I was like, what's the purpose? Like my whole life is ruined three sport athlete down, you know, down the drain, you know, I, not to brag, but I was a stud, um, before just had played my first JV varsity football game that Thursday before I got hurt. So I had moved up and I just excited about the path ahead of me. And then all of a sudden this happened. So just hard to swallow that. But, you know, my biggest goal was to get back my ninth grade year, become another three sport athlete, even though all the surgeons are like, Brady, you're never playing a sport again. The risk you're taking is way too high. Like if you want to live a long life, you can't be playing sports. Well, you know, at that time I'm like, all right, whatever. What, what's my purpose on this planet then? if I have to go through all this, like I thought my purpose was to be an athlete. Well, that was a big mindset. So all in all, so that's, that's kind of the story. I, well, there's more to the story. We'll get to that, but take us back to that time. If you could, cause you talked about those first 14 days and you're like, what is the purpose? And then somewhere there was a shift. Somewhere sure. there was, and whether it was something or someone or a, something happened for you. Do you remember that shift or was it kind of a gradual, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. Or, or 
just talk a little bit about how you went from, man, what's the purpose? It's over to, no, I'm going to prove everybody wrong, including the surgeons, and I'm going to do this thing. Well, how deep do you want me to go? As, as deep as you need to, man. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the first few hours after it helped or happened, there, there was a time the uh, EMTs that said, you can't, you can't fall asleep. Like, keep your eyes open because they're worried my body was going to shut down. Sure. Well, I was in shock, so I couldn't see anything, but I could hear, I could feel, I could breathe. I just remember. So, like, I know what it's like to be blind for a few hours. So, in that point, I was sitting there, and they're telling me, like, you can't, you can't fall asleep. And that's where I was like, well, why not? Like, why can't I just go? If, it, if this is my time, why can't I go? And, you know, I... I truly believe in, you know, faith. And at that time I felt like I was in heaven with my grandpa and my grandpa had said, no, dude, this is not your time. This is going to change your life. After this, you're going to look back in 12 years and be like, Hey, now look at this. Like you've overcame. So I, it, I think, you know, I don't want to get all faithy, but I think my faith and what I experienced of, kind of being in heaven for a few, few minutes and listening to my grandpa had pushed me to get through that. And then obviously just being an athlete, I wanted to play sports and I wanted to play with my brother. He's only four years older than me, but I was unable to do that because I had to change all my sports. So I had to learn two new sports. So that, you know, that five minutes of being in heaven was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's knock this out. And become a better person. So having that perspective shift, that capacity to say, you know, it's not over, it's not done. What do you then do? Like, obviously the process of regaining, you know, they thought you're going to lose your arm. Obviously you have to regain the capacity, relearn how to use it. Like, what does that process look like in the day to day? When are, are there moments where you're going, I can't do this. It's too difficult. I don't know what is coming next. I don't know the future. Like walk us through some of the recovery process and how, you know, mentally challenging that was, let alone physically. I would imagine the sure. physical challenge is extreme. Uh, just OTPT for a year and a half straight day in, day out. The struggle was real. Cried every day, pretty much for a year straight when I went there. But, you know, the pain was awful. The mental, you know, being told I, I was cut from the VFW baseball team, my ninth grade, you know, the year before my ninth grade was awful. Like that was the worst thing that I've experienced. But I just think, you know, that that recovery was so challenging that once I learned that I was able to physically move my left arm, relearn how to, you know, use it to what my capacity is. After that, I was like, well, I can accomplish anything that they put in front of me or like puts in front of me. So I think it was just that every day crying, going through the hardships, yelling at my mom, my PT, my OT lady saying, you guys suck. Why are you putting me through all this? Really turned and opened my eyes and said, dude, it's not that bad. Like that. Yeah. That year and a half, two years of your life, just a couple years ago sucked, but what, 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 what can't you overcome now? Now I'm like, well, that, now it's time to be a three sport athlete. So let's learn how to play soccer. 
Let's learn how to play golf at an extremely high level. Let's relearn how to use your left arm and dribble a basketball left arm and play at a varsity level. So I, I just think that as a, you know, a 13 year old kid that had a ton of determination to prove every, everything wrong, that's what got me to where I am today. I just can't help but think that, you know, that time of life, there, there is this belief that you're invincible, right? In some ways. And even, oh, yeah. and even in the face of, I might lose my arm, you're like, no, I'm good. I'm cool. I'll just do it. You know, and, and I think that is so key to, and not that this could have happened at a good point in your life, right? But when I think about it as, you know, even as an adult, like how much harder would it potentially be as an adult to, to find that courage to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out the three sports that I'm going to play. Yes. You might figure out how to work and, and have a family and do that sort of thing, but no, I'm going to figure out these things that I love. I'm not giving this up. I think that's incredible. And, and again, I think that's a period of time, but it's also a testament to who you are as a, as a human being. And the other thing I couldn't help but think about when you were talking about the story there, you mentioned a few people, you mentioned mom, you mentioned your therapists and, and the people that kind of got you through. Talk a little bit about what that was like and the environment around you, whether it be the community, your family, whoever you want to talk about and, and how that helped propel you to the place you are now. Sure. Um, just watching them, you know, struggle with me, but knowing that what they're doing in that moment is going to help me, you know, become a better person in life or be able to use my harm really opened my eyes to mean like these guys are huge in life. And then like, they're a big part of my big part of my life. Like I, every time I see my occupational therapist or my physical therapist, back home in, in Wilmer, Spicer, because that's where I'm from. I, I just sit and cry and I can't think of enough because I'm like, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be where I am. Obviously, yeah, I had to, I had to push myself, but, you know, there's such a huge, you know, lifesaver. And I don't think people really understand how big of an impact like people have on each other until you're 10 years down the road and you're like, holy moly, those guys are you know, the milestone of how I became where I am today. And plus like the, the benefit, I had a huge benefit breakfast for Brady and just going through that, like you really can't say thank you enough. So I feel like watching those people, you know, help me and do whatever it takes for their power to help me succeed in life really opened my eyes to be like, Hey, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be the person that helps others and watch it, watches them succeed. And then, feels the good in my heart. So I, yeah, I could go on and on. Yeah. I, I just think it's so interesting because you talk about how much they pushed you and how angry you were with them and how frustrating it was at times for them to continue to say, you're going to go today, you know, with your mom, when you get to OT or you get to PT and they, they drive you to do something that is physically emotionally, mentally draining, challenging, and to understand, you know, I think one of the things that, that we struggle with as humans is to understand that people are not doing this out of spite or anger or frustration with us, but 
this pushing, this challenge that they're presenting is a, is an act of love and an act of care. And I don't know, I, I, we can't do this life thing alone. A huge part of, of eyes up is, is doing it in community. And what you're talking about is so cool because now you have this perspective. I want to give and serve others too. You know, I want to do this Mm -hmm. in life. Do you have some sort of message or some sort of place where you're doing that, where you're serving right now and you're giving to other people? Cause I think that that's a really cool way to, to talk about what's the opportunity out there. What have you found or, or where do you go and engage with community even right now? Sure. So again, um, big, big into fitness, CrossFit. I do a lot of CrossFit. It just, you know, that's where I find my comfort with my body. There's even days where I'll, I'll do a workout and I can't lift as much as I want, or I can't physically do it. And it frustrates me, but to watch others like hit PRs or accomplish a goal of theirs or to beat their time in like a Fran or one of the workouts, it just brings joy to me. So just encouraging people to step out of their comfort zones. Like I stepped out of my comfort zone pretty much since I was 13 because just adjusting to life with, you know, what I've been through. I just think the encouraging part of everything really is what I bring to the table. You know, I probably bring a lot more to the table. Um, Joan Olson, or you guys know her. She like, she can tell me everything. Like she's like, Brady, you're good at this. You embrace challenges by embracing challenges. You help others by showing them like, Hey, if he can do it, why can't I? Just those little things that I notice and other people notice really just helps me push others. Do you do you still struggle with any limitations physically? Is there are there things that are are still there? Quite a few, quite a bit. I'm 15% disabled in my left arm, so just a lot of things I struggle with. How does that manifest in your day to day? Like, what do you what do you see that? people might, that's kind of an abstract number to say. So what sort of things are, are, I mean, not to be unsensitive to it, but what sort of things are specifically challenging? Um, You know, making hand gestures, like if I'm where to, so I, I rep basketball. So I do get a lot of feedback on like when I call a foul or do a three people, if they're unhappy with me, make fun of me, I'll look at your arm, but stuff like that. Um, you know, golf, golf, there's limitations in golf. I had to relearn a new swing. So if I, you know, sh- shoot an 82 or three, I just get annoyed. I'm like, God, if you weren't shot, you could probably shoot a lot better. But, um, you know, I, it really doesn't affect me now. I really don't notice, yeah. um, you know, two or three years after when I was still in like high school and college and people would notice my scars and stuff like that, I would get self-conscious and try to cover them up and, you know, beat around the bush of not talking about my story. But now I just, I don't, if people have questions or see it and ask me about it, they're in for a treat. <laughs> no question. Brady, what are you, what are your, you strike me as a guy who always has something you're striving for competing in working towards what, what do you got right now that you're working on whether it be professionally in your fitness life, whatever, what are you competing towards? Um, I'm competing probably towards, um, you know, striving in fitness, um, best shape I've ever been in 
since probably soccer. Um, so just trying physically wise, I'm just trying to, you know, compete. I want to compete in CrossFit. So I actually do have a competition here next Saturday, just a local one here in Alexandria. So pretty excited for that. Otherwise, professionally, I, I do hope to do, uh, you know, I know it's a long shot, but again, that's just another bump in the road is I hope to have a nonprofit of my own someday that benefits. I, I'm not sure. I just want to, I want a nonprofit that I can watch succeed and know that it's benefiting others and helping their lives in ways that, you know, I don't probably see, but that I know, I know it's helping them in the long run. So when you were in the darkness of this stuff, like what was the, what was the biggest factor for you? Right. Was it, I think John spoke to one potential is this love of sport and going and seeking that. Was it the people? Was it because I think there are a lot of people that go through struggle that go through extreme challenge and they don't necessarily know what's going to pull them out of it. I think hearing somebody else's story about, here are the things I was able to focus on. And it might be more than one. You know, I think there's, I think that's a reality too. So were there pieces in the real thick of it that helped you more than others? Yeah. Um, being, you know, like I said earlier, I just, I was, you know, that stud before I got hurt. So just being able to be in sports again, and competing with my friends was a huge factor of like getting, you know, deter determination and determine that I'm going to play with them. Varsity level when I'm a junior and senior in high school, it was huge. Um, my brother, you know, wanting to play with him and in a sport, like I always thought it was cool seeing a senior brother and a freshman, you know, Oh, that's pretty cool to do. So that was a main, my, one of my main goals and just, showing people that, you know, you can go through a very serious thing in life, but that shouldn't hold you back from who you are is what ultimately I focused on. And, you know, this, this accident is probably for the better in myself because I, I, I do see life at, at a completely different angle and a completely different view than I would have if I would have never went through this. And I, again, I just, I just focused on myself, the determination, self-confidence. I feel like self-confidence is key into getting through anything that's you struggle in life. You just, I feel like people lack that. And that's why, it, you know, there's, they struggle to get out of that, you know, dark hole. So just pretty much just trying to get through things and living my best life and showing people you can. Again, it brings me back full circle to watching people succeed before I succeed is that's what just has driven me to become just the person I am today. What an incredible perspective to be able to sit here, Brady, and say, I am better because of this accident, this thing that changed everything in my life. You know, I, I think we, and I say we, but all of us go through life and things happen to us and we have a choice. And most of the time it isn't a major accident where we end up in the hospital. Not sure if we're going to live, not sure if we're going to have our arm. Mm -hmm. And, but every day we have that choice. Every day there are things that happen to us that we get to decide, is this going to make us a better person? 
and better in the future or not. And to, to look at this and say, cause you could have easily gone the other way. And it's like, Oh, I can't play sports. Like you said, back to the beginning, what's the purpose, right? But uh, what an incredible testimony and story. I just, I mean, I, Jamie, do you have other questions? I, I'm, I don't, I'm just grateful. You know, I'm yeah. grateful for the, the perspective that you have because there's like John said, we all go through a place where it's really easy to say, this thing is the reason I am not succeeding. This is the reason I have been damaged in life. And, and for you to be able to say the opposite of that and to be that example. Uh, thank you for that. Cause what we're trying to do is the exact same thing you're trying to do to grow people while you're just doing it in your day to day, man. And, and that's really, really cool. So. Yeah. It's a, it, it is also astounding, you know, because I do have friends, family, relative, you know, all those people. And you see people go through challenges too. But I, I feel like so many people are are up just to throw throw it in. Like, I give up. Like, God, this is God's plan. I give up. Like, I just, I, and that's why I want to, you know, you guys inspire me. Trevor Solom inspires me. Like, how, that guy's been, he's going through hardships right now. Like, people have it way worse, you know. But yeah. what, what? can you not find in life that just throws it in there? Like there's so much more to life than giving up. And I just hope people, you know, I inspire people to be like, Hey, this kid went through a big time and, and you know, there's more than life than what I'm going through. And if I look, you know, reach out, like there's a lot of people out there that can get you through things. A lot of organizations, you know, just reach out. Don't be scared. Just like I said, I could go on and on about this topic and I love talking about life like this. And that's one of the reasons why I have this flag and listen to you guys every week. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, the story is incredible. Where can, if people do want to reach out and hear more about your story, or if somebody out there is listening and says, Hey, I'm just starting a nonprofit. Brady would be perfect. How do I get you into it? That, Cause that's a possibility too. So where can people get a hold of you or, or interact with you? Yeah. Uh, pretty big on Instagram. Obviously, I, I, I do try to post something inspiring most days on my story at Brady Damop. But other than that, you know, I just just starting, you know, I'm 25, just trying to get things rolling and help people out. Whatever we can do to amplify your message. Thanks for joining us. We are grateful and inspired by who you are and what you do. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. No, we did it, Jamie. This was the thing we recorded because you were yeah, already into the takeaway. I know, but this, like, bring us the, in. Bring us in. Thank you again to Brady for the conversation. Awesome stuff. All right, here we go, Jamie. I'm going to leave this in just for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome stuff from Brady today. Incredible perspective, Jamie. That's the word that kind of stands out. You know, when we were talking before we recorded this was perspective. So tell me how that hits you. I just think like so many of us, and we allude to this a little bit in the podcast, but like, I can think of people in my life right now that have an excuse about something in their life that is like, if this thing wouldn't have happened. Wait, wait, people you know, are people or you? Uh, Sorry. Yes. 
Yes, I'll I'll go with Trevor Solom, one of our recent guests. Uh, many of you know him. He I'll text him a yes, uh, an either or question, and he'll respond with a yes. That's how. So I'm you're saying either or somebody else or yourself, and I'm saying yes because I mean both of those things, right? I have plenty of built-in excuses. And I can just think of somebody going, oh, this thing happened in my life when I was 15 or when I was eight or when I was 25. And if it wouldn't have happened, my life would be different and I would have a better existence. Well, Brady had a, a tremendously traumatic experience and he's going, no, my life is actually better because of that thing, because I used it to better my life. Right? Because I had to go and do the work to restore the use of my arm. I had to go and do the work to get in touch with what is the purpose of my life if I don't have these things that I thought were the defining characteristics of my life. And I think so many of us, myself included, get stuck in the, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my purpose in life. And when it doesn't come to fruition, now I now I look outside of myself. I look for other reasons that it didn't come to pass. And I, and I feel sorry for myself or I blame somebody else or whatever it might be. And Brady's perspective is like, no, I'm in charge of that stuff. I'm like, I had it almost taken. I'm going to take control. And, and that is such wisdom from somebody so young, but at the same time, he's gone through more life experience than, than any of us can possibly possibly fathom or imagine for the most part i think what hit me was how when you that's the that's the broad version right that's the zoomed out when we have a major hinge moment in our lives but what about the everyday i think yeah. that was where for me and and i i called you out because i knew it was true for you and it's true for me every day i make excuses and i say man i wish i would have done this and this, my day would have been better or I would have gotten more done, but in the moment, right. It's like, mm, I don't really feel like doing that right now. And so the perspective for me was the zoomed in version of how every day we have those choices. So don't, don't let those pass either, because it, it doesn't have to be a life altering moment where for Brady, he gets shot in the back. He's in the hospital. He goes through the surgeries, doesn't know what the future holds those times. And I don't want to say it's easier, right? But you're, you're kind of forced yeah. to make the decision. Exactly. In the daily life, right? Our intentional everyday routine, every, the choices that we make every day, you're not necessarily forced. It's not punching you right in the nose, but it doesn't make it any less important to say, hey, this thing right now yeah. is important. Don't make an excuse. I'm going gonna, gonna to be better because I go through this difficult thing or I push through that thought that I don't want to do it right now. Well, and Brady's story holds some of that, right? I, I don't want to go to OT. I don't want to go to PT. They're pushing me. I'm crying. I'm frustrated. I don't want to do this. Right. And yet he, and again, he's a little bit forced because I'm not going to be able to use my arm. I'm not going to be able to have full functional life unless I go through this challenge. Guess what? Neither are we. Right. We're going to be stunted in terms of our emotional development, our relational development, our career growth path, whatever it is, you're not going to have a fully formed, deeply formed life unless you do the work with consistency. And this is not me telling you all, this is fingers pointing right back at me that Jamie, no you are not going to have a fully formed life 
unless we do the hard work of the day-to-day choices of, I don't want to do this, but it's going to grow me. I better go there. Yeah. The other thing he said that was just to smash me right across the face was there's so much more to life than giving up. And he kind of like, you know, he was talking about, he was giving it a story and, and he was just getting so fired up and that came out and it was like, holy cow, that's really good. Right. How often do we allow ourselves to give up again in the big things, but also in the small things of, ah, it doesn't really matter if I have this another cup of coffee, that's for me, right? Like I can drink coffee all day and I do, sometimes it negatively impacts me, Right. Or I can have this another piece of pizza or I can skip this workout or I don't need to read. I don't need to sleep as much tonight. Right. Um, whatever it might be, but there's so much more to life than just giving up. And what, a, what an and awesome the, calling. And the giving up thing to me is intention, right? Hmm. I give up my intention. I give up my purpose. And we come back to this foundational piece. So, so often you got to be intentional, but we, we might set an intention and then we give up on the intention and like, there's so much more to life than giving up on the things that we want, desire, are purposeful, are called to in life. And uh, uh, again, a young man bringing us incredible wisdom that can lead us and direct us as we, as we attack this thing, as we try to live eyes up daily. And he's, he's certainly doing that and, and hats off to him. What a cool example. Thank you for joining us and getting better today. If you have a takeaway that is different than ours and you want to share it, send us an email, eyesupmindset at gmail.com. Reach out on our socials at eyesupmindset. Jamie, awesome to be with you again today. Listeners, thank you for joining us. And as always, live eyes up.